When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Sunday Q&A. Uh, today's Sunday Q&A is mainly about feedback, based on the video I did on feedback, strangely enough. Uh, yeah, a couple of comments, really. Um, and I've kind of changed my opinion on feedback as well. I said in the beginning, I said if you want, and it kind of is true, if you're starting off on the CX and you want to get your feedback up quickly, the best thing you can do is leave positive feedback. Anyway, just keep, leave positive. Tony told me this. He said, leave positive feedback, leave positive feedback. And that way, that, that will encourage them to leave you positive feedback. You'll get your feedback up quickly. Positive, and then other people on the exchange can see that you've done jobs, that it's been, you've done jobs well, and um, they're more likely to give you the job. Um, but that is kind of. And to, that kind of is um, what we say is against what the feedback actually does, because the idea of feedback is actually supposed to separate the wheat from the jeff. Uh, as Julian Rose said, he says, "Don't leave feedback until funds have cleared in your account." And Steve Davis, hello, Steve. Um, he says, "Common sense, really, isn't it? You know, if you say if they're a good payer, you say they're a good payer when they're paid, which theoretically should encourage them to pay." Um, also, recently I've discovered, and I didn't know whether this changed or whether it's true, that if you do leave positive feedback as a good payer and um, they haven't paid, you can't change it. Because in the old days, I think you could just go back and change it. But, you know, but now... And also, we, we're going back through our accounts, and there's a couple that have, um, haven't paid, and there's a couple that look like they're not going to pay. There's a couple of them that have kind of gone bust. So, with that in mind, certainly the, um, the responsible thing to do would be to leave the feedback, <laughs> strangely enough, accordingly with when you get paid. So that's what we're doing now. So it's a bit of a double-edged sword, really. When you're starting out, you want to leave the feedback as quickly as you possibly can. But um, in, the, in, the, in the interest of being responsible, kind of leave it when they pay. And then you can say to them, so, I mean, I've had a couple of guys that have paid pretty quickly that said, oh, money's in your bank, please leave us some feedback, because they want feedback too. So, yeah, that, that, I think, is the way forward now. Um, and as for the negative feedback, I mean, our cases, he says, um, he had, he says all his jobs have gone well. One of them went wrong. He said, but the guy was um, good enough not to leave him negative feedback. He says he's getting a bottle of whiskey for Christmas. Well, well done, you are, guy, you know. But, I mean, we've had jobs when I... I was dead lucky when I started. Because I, I you do make mistakes... Um, I remember once going into a place and then getting over to somewhere in Heathrow and I give him the box and the guy went, it's supposed to be two boxes. And then you look at the notes and there's two references and I'm like, oh, well, he picked up one box and the shipper goes, 
you, you've only taken one box. Can you go back and get the other one? I go, oh, I'm miles away from it now. And they go, well, I'm going to have to send another van in. I went, okay, well, pay me what you like. And she said, well, it's going to cost me this much money to send a van in. The, um, the essence with all of this, and I can't stress this long enough, is communication. Talk to the shippers. Talk to the customers. Let everybody know all the way along. If a lorry falls over in front of you, ring them. Say, a lorry's fallen over in front of me. They go, great, okay, I'll tell the customer. Because things go wrong. If, if you get a puncture, if you, you're a, I don't know, your van explodes, uh, ring them and tell them. It's communication is the key. We're all human. Everyone knows we're human. What is most frustrating from a shipper's point of view is when you ring them and you go, you're supposed to be there two hours ago. And they go, oh, yeah, I broke down. You're like, why are you telling me this now? If you told me it's two hours ago, I could have done something about it. So, but yeah, so that's kind of it on the feedback, guys. I think we've got to be a little bit more responsible with the feedback. There, I mean, I'll have to have a look into this. And I'll, I'll maybe even have, have a talk to them because I can talk to them now about, you know, I think some companies set themselves up with the best of intentions and it doesn't work out. So it doesn't work out and they fold. Some companies maybe maybe see it as um, a money-making opportunity you know kind of there are shysters out there um the best you'll be your best um port of call against the shysters is the forum on the cx there's a forum there are companies out there that maybe aren't playing the game the way they're quite supposed to do if you go on the forum there are the the, the wise sagey mob that are actually much more experienced than me they'll flag these people up so you'll see their names and um then you can beware i I've got a lot of my own customers now, so, well, I tend to work for my own customers a lot more. So it's not so much an issue for me, but certainly use the forum, use the exchange. I'll maybe see if there's something, I might maybe talk to somebody at some stage, see if there's any little indicators or pointers. You know, check the CX number as well. You know, if they've got an old CX number, there's a good chance they're an established firm and they're playing the game. If they've got a relatively new CX number, that doesn't mean that they're not. I've got a relatively new CX number. I started 18 months ago, but... It maybe is enough to make me a little bit more wary, I think. And I will, I will graciously accept any comments on this uh, this, uh, this uh, matter, and obviously, possible next Sunday. Right? Okay, enough about that. Um, oh, oh, yeah. All right, we're on PODs, I think now. Yeah, Mark Lachlan. He, uh, Mark Lachlan. Hello, Mark. Um, he's done all right, like me. Started off. All his jobs have gone well. He said happy days, and we're on the PODs. He said he's got a printer in his van. This is a useful thing to have. Uh, there are lots of useful things to have that I haven't got company ID because I, I can't work out how to do it myself and I'm too tight to actually buy one off the internet but it's about 20 quid company ID you want to get your, your photo on with your name your company um, a date an expiry date it just means if you ever get hit by an airport there's a good chance that some of them request company ID it's ridiculous because anyone can get it and you can write anything you like and you bring it off the internet it's not like a passport but some of them require it. A printer in the van is also very useful. Again, for airport jobs and other jobs as well, some companies will give you the job and they'll send you over like an email and they'll send you over a PDF. And because of the marvels of modern technology, because phones do everything now, hey, I'm recording a video on my phone right now. You can send the PDF to the printer in the van wirelessly um, and print off their paperwork. So that means you can go in with their paperwork. I remember once I took a job and um, the bloke turned around and he said, you haven't got the paperwork. I went, mate, I'm in a van. I ain't in an office. I'm not driving around in a desk with a computer around it. He went, okay, fine. He said, what you've got to do is go to another place first to pick up the paperwork. And that was, that was fine. That was okay. It was no problem. Um, but, um, yeah, printers in the vans could be useful things to have. They're wireless. I also know um, one of the guys I met at a meeting at the CX, 
Hey, bud. Um, I never mentioned names, but, you know, he actually, I think he's got his van set up with like wireless and, and, and Alexa. So you can actually, save on the hands-free thing, you can actually start talking to your van. That's like, that's like driving a Starship Enterprise. I maybe will get to that at one stage, but you people that are far further down the line than me are much more advanced. In the meantime, I'm just driving a van, dropping off pallets. Uh, but yeah, printer in the van. Mark Loughlin, very useful thing to have. Uh, Yorkshire, having, on the subject of uh, PODs, Yorkshire Daily dropped behind. He says, can you show me the proof of delivery? He says, can you put a link on Amazon to the proof of delivery book note thing? Uh, Oh, that I were that advanced. But what I have done, so I just bought a new one. It's this one here. And it's, I'm reading this backwards, um, Ocean Pads. And if you go to Amazon and you type in proof of delivery notes, a few of them ping up. This one, I think, is the best one. It's about six, seven quid. There's one on there which I think might be marginally cheaper, but um, it's a little bit smaller. You get 50 PODs for seven quid. So just off the top of my head, if it's fiver... That would be like 10p a POD, 10, 12 pence a POD. And I, I mean, when you print a ink and all that, my printer ain't brilliant. I've, I've printed some off and then I've cut them and they look a bit shabby. This one, it's kind of, yeah. There you go. That's what you get inside. It works perfectly well. There we go. What else we got going on today? Nothing on that shit. Uh, oh, yes, a few miscellaneous normal ones. There's a couple of questions that keep coming up. I mean, I'm sure I've done one on this before. Um, and I don't like to repeat myself, so I'll keep it quick. Van age. Um, does the age of your van matter? The newer, not much, very straightforward. The newer, the better. Um, and the cleaner, the better. But obviously, we've all got um, our constraints. Best you can do, really. You know, it doesn't, it, it matters more to some shippers than others. It depends on the job. It depends what you're going into. If you're moving parts around the corner, probably not so much. If you if you if it's a high end customer and you're moving, I don't know, oil paintings, then it probably matters a bit more. But it depends on the job. It won't it won't stop you working. But obviously and for your own for your own sake, you want to get a newer the better because the newer the better less chances you're gonna break down. Um and Alex Cosundo on sorry about names. Uh on leasing, buying, renting. I'm pretty much there's one on videos before. The long and short of it is um you want to buy and you want to buy as new as you possibly can. Leasing will drain you. Um, they'll always screw you on the miles at the end of the day. And unless you can get a really, really good deal, which um, we're always still looking for, um, I always say buy it, buy it, and buy as new as possible. I think um, Ian the shipper said about this before, and he's an old professional, and he's worked it all out, and he's done the maths, and he's getting older vehicles as a false economy. Because you end up with time off the road, and time on repairs, and money on repairs. Just get the best van you possibly can. And I'll pay you hold and say, how old is your van? I thought, I'll tell you what I might do. I might do a video on Jessica. And just do it, just a shift around and what it's like in the cab and what it's like in the back and could be useful, you know. Be nice for Jessica. She did that video, yeah. Uh, right, just some other miscellaneous. Um, Bootneck. Do you need an operator's for three thousand for uh, for Luton with a tail? No, you can drive anything under three and a half ton without an operator's license, which is why I drive a Luton because it's the biggest van I can drive with an operator's without an operator's license. I did have one, I haven't anymore. If I still had one, I would consider going into like seven and a half. Because there is a thing you don't. The Courier Exchange doesn't just do vans. There's a thing called the haulage exchange, and the haulage exchange will do trucks. A right up thing, and I'm going to have to have a look into it because you guys need to know about this. So I kind of think the bigger the better. I know I heard a story once of a guy. He's got a truck. He's got like a ten-ton truck, um, and he had to move thirteen pallets from Cambridge to London. He said, "I've got seven hundred and thirty-five pound for that job." 
Now, if I did that, if I had to move four pallets from Cambridge to London and Luton, I might have got 150 if I was lucky. If I was lucky, probably more like a one-er, I should think. Maybe 70 quid. So it's worth it. I'm going to have to find out about this haulage exchange just so you guys know about it. Something I'm also thinking about, me and Al are both in Luton's now, maybe going back and re-getting an operator's licence. Operator's licence going to cost, probably take about three months, probably going to cost you about a grand or so to get it. It did last time. If I do it, or if I look into it, hey, I might even do a video. And of course, if anyone else has got there and they know more about it, please leave the any, any of your suggestions in the notes, and I will pass them on. Um, what else have we got here? Oh, um, Joseph Monty. Do you need a phone to find a place? Well, no. But, I mean, bearing in mind my phone's my sat-nav, kind of, yeah. But, I mean, you can theoretically have a sat-nav, or you can do it from maps. Um... I don't think anyone uses maps anymore, do they? Um, uh, but it does. It is useful. I wouldn't. It doesn't. I'd say maybe one time in five, you might actually have a contact number come through. And if you haven't got a contact number and you can't find the place, you can always ring the shipper. Hit the, you know, go to the job on the job booking details, and in the top right-hand corner, there's a little black telephone. Hit the black telephone. That will get you through to the shipper and go. Look, I'm here. I'm on site. I'm at the postcode. Can't find the place could you find me a number and then what they will do is they'll ring their customer and they'll go right the driver's around can you give us a number and they'll, then they'll ring you back with a number you ring the, the the customer and the customer will go yeah we're behind the chip shop or yeah you know that big building that says mac yeah that's international screws uh, we, you know, you, you, I've had that one before you're going into international screws and you turn up and it's like that sign says mac and they went yeah we never changed it where am I supposed to find you then? But that's why. Yeah, telephones. Do you need a telephone to find a place? Not necessarily. But kind of, yeah. It's a very useful tool to have. Um, yeah, and just a couple of other, just a little bit silly bits on the end. Um, Khalid Bonabou. Um, thank you very much for supporting. He likes the videos he watches. He's in Casablanca. I don't know if you're a courier driver in Casablanca or you're just watching the videos in Casablanca. If you're a courier driver in Casablanca, I'll be curious to know what it's like. I imagine hectic. Never been to Casablanca, but I'm sure, Mabu, this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, Yo Jinji uh, says, he's one on, I did a video a little while ago before I was doing driving the vans. Um, he, um, he, I did one on um, market numbers, money, you know, like, you know, 20 pounds a score, 15 pounds, Commodore, that kind of thing, like, you know. And he says, a bag of sand is also a grand. Yeah, and, and fairness, a bag of sand is the more common one. Most people refer to a thousand pound as a bag. Uh, if you scroll back through the videos, you'll see it's, it's uh, how to with something about Cockney money or something like that. Um, I just like a piano. I mean, like we always used to say five hundred pounds a monkey, and my dad would refer to a thousand pound as a gorilla. He's about the only person I've ever known who said it. But if he would say we took a gorilla, I'd know what he's talking about. I just like piano. Like I like McGarrett for fifty. Everybody else would call it a bullseye. I call it a McGarrett. Because I kind of like the link. If you want to know the link, you can watch the video. It's down. There's lots of other interesting things about kind of using interesting faster and looser. And just yeah, just at the end, Scouse Dennis. We were, you know, I did a video on like um, the the um, oh, I called it the unexploded bomb about um, you know when you, when you don't realise when you start a job that it's going to go wrong. He actually said he actually had it when he started 20 years ago an unexploded bomb in his van. 
he said, but they managed to, he said, I managed to, he said, they managed to point me in the right direction, and thank God it didn't go off. Yeah, kind of like to know a little bit more about that one, mate, to be honest with you. I have transported all kinds of strange things. I've, I, I've never been like Keanu Reeves in Speed. You know, I've kind of never had something on board that was potentially lethal to me before I dropped it off, at least not that I know of. And again, anybody who's transported any interesting or unusual things, it's always fun to pass them on. In the meantime, two weeks left, guys. Uh, you can run over the Christmas period, but it's going to be airports and alcohol, and you won't get a job back. So start preparing now. I thought we should have started preparing earlier. So should I. Uh, Squirrel a bit away. Christmas is coming. 100 days are coming. Uh, yeah, that's it. If I get up early enough next week, I'll do one in the front room because we're going to go and put the tree up and make it a bit more festive. And in the meantime, take care, take money. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.